Hey, what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me in another episode of Strategy Mob. Now, today is a unique episode. In fact, I've been looking forward to doing this episode like all week long. I have the one and only, the CEO, the founder of Smokes Patinery, Ryan Smolkin. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me today. Gotta fire it up, brother! That's what it's all about! <laughs> That's right. We're gonna, we're gonna bring the heat and... I'm going to have to adjust a lot of audio during this one because I know Ryan's going to be very passionate. So Ryan is a very passionate person. I'm staying calm this time. This one, I'm staying calm. I'm using the lead. Now I'm the follower. I'm staying calm. I'm the overshadow, brother. Well, hey, Ryan, to kind of get us started, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now and and don't know kind of how you got started, you know, let's kick it off with an origin story. So, you know, what is the origin story of Ryan Smolkin? Whoa, like you're talking like way back to my first French fry I had, my first poutine when I was six months old. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> great. Let's do it. Are, are you talking when I started Smokes Poutine? I've, I've, been, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, man. I've had uh, three businesses that I've uh, always keyed in on that I've told, but I've had multiple other businesses when I was a kid, like when I was at you know, the lemonade stands and the, and the selling squash rackets and whatnot on, on campus. But we won't talk about those scams. They come back to haunt me. But uh, three main ones, I started a branding and design company uh, right out of university. So uh, if you haven't seen Smokes Poutinery, all about branding, all about design. It's about the experience, the creativity, the, the, all the lumberjack plaid that goes with it. Uh, so all about brand. Uh, property development, I started with my first property actually in university uh, and built that into my little mini empire. It turned out to be the, the property I bought in fourth year university and you know, wanted to cram all my buddies into one location at the coolest keg party house of all time in fourth year, <laughs> Wilfrid Laurier. But then it actually, you know, it's a, it ended up I graduated and I realized, holy shit, I might be able to make some coin off of this. Paid my rent. And uh, so I had enough built up, bought a second property, sold all those assets off back in 06, 07. But I built it a bit into about $4 million in assets, uh, you know, 13 locations, a couple hundred beds. And it was because it was just had uh, my uh, Amoeba Corp, uh, the branding and design taking off. So I had to get rid of one, concentrate on the other, and then sold uh, that off. I think to get uh, Smokes Poutinery going. So Smokes Poutinery, first location back in 09 downtown Toronto, the first poutinery of all time. And I challenge anybody out there to say I didn't create this whole food category. I did not create poutine. That's obviously the traditional poutine from Quebec, the fries, cheese, curd, and gravy side dish. But we took that side dish and made it into a meal and load everything you can think of on top of poutine and create a poutinery. So I challenge like, you again. Like literally poutine. everything. I mean, I, everything. Is, there, is there anything, anything you haven't put on a poutine yet? I haven't put on uh, anything automotive. No automotive parts on it. I haven't put on. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> anything you think of, I think we loaded on top, or at least have discussed it. But but love love any uh, any ideas that always flow in uh, that we get going. Like we've done sushi, man. We've done uh, uh, surf and turf, steak, steak and lobster. We've done uh, eggs Benedict poutine, <laughs> slaughterhouse poutine with every single meat you can think of in the world loaded on top. Of. Anything, anything and everything, we'll try it. Boneless chicken wings, <laughs> that's what we got going. Waffles, syrup, anything, man. Well, I love that because you know what it is? It just it just means your product is, there's a product for everybody. 
you know what exactly. I mean? Like you literally have even, something even for everybody. We got veggie gravy. And, and you know what? You, 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 I was going to say, you even have a gluten-free um, one. You yes, know, you I, a, a lot of my family and a lot of my friends are gluten intolerant. And you guys make a gravy with cornstarch. So, like, you literally decided that, you know, there's not going to be a person out there that can appre- that won't be able to appreciate a poutine from your place. So, that's awesome. Now, how many locations exactly. do you have right Seriously. now? <laughs> how many locations uh, do you have nationwide right now? Well, that's a tough question because I uh, act a bit uh, weird, wild, and wacky and get the excitement rolling, but I actually got a ton closed right now. Not not good times right now, as we all know. No kidding, right? Uh, there's this little uh, virus thing going around. Uh, so it's tough times. So I've got about 150 locations total, but I have uh, 90 of them in the sports and entertainment industry. So what I call smokes, patinery, sports, and entertainment, that takes us into the stadiums, the arenas, you know, it's in the amusement parks. Uh, why not? All shut down. All the universities all shut down. So, you know, I've got 90 there closed. And then with all my four wall developments, that's the above ground brick and mortar, my franchisees. Ah, fuck, dude, we've already shut down 10. Uh, and we're talking some permanent shutdowns and other ones, as I like to hope, hope are temporary shutdowns. And my franchisees were still out there fighting the battle in the trenches. You know, sales are way down, the majority of them, but they're still there and they've scaled it back. They're going, uh, you know, maybe noon to eight, noon to 10, some of them doing solo shifts, uh, going going uh, as much as they can, working seven days a week. So they're trying to stay alive. So we've probably only got, honestly, dude, I only got maybe 30 open right now. Wow. Scary that's, shit. Yeah, that scary is scary. Shit. But, you know, that's and the case those that are a open lot of people. Are gone down. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's it's what's it's the truth it's just the reality for for a lot of for a lot of companies out there but i do find yes, there's, how there, dare you ask me that you get how dare, i know i got you all emotional i'm so sorry i'm crying already <laughs> oh man you said this was a Dude, happy i i told you i'm like i'm like the oprah of automotive podcast out there <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna give you a restaurant and <laughs> Yes, and you get a poutine, and you get a poutine, and you get a poutine. Um, but but no, I, I think there, there there is an opportunity though uh, with with businesses, with small businesses out there right now, is that you know they can take maybe some of this newfound time and really focus on their brand. You know, I, I find a lot of small businesses invest just uh, an enormous amount of money in marketing to constantly be filling this pipeline of acquisition, and they spend almost this amount of time on actually creating a brand and you, but you you're the polar opposite i mean you've spent this much time you know building a brand and it's the brand for you is what continues to feed the business and will continue to feed the business you know way beyond you know even after this time frame when we're able to get back out of our houses and start exploring again so you know talk to me a little bit about you know why did you decide to go that direction? Why, you know, you embrace brand so much more than your marketing efforts. You know, what made you, what made you to make that decision? Oh, dude, we're, we're selling fries, cheese, curd, and gravy. Uh, nothing too exciting about that. And I've had those uh, send us before because we've always got, you know, it's the fire it up. It's the global domination. It's uh, it's all our lumberjack plaid. It's where we answer the phone, serve the dishes, greet people at the door, answer, you know, answer any questions. It's all about brand. And people say, but it's so easy for you. Obviously, you got this excitement and this craziness going. It's like, easy. We sell potatoes, man. Like, you just have to find you. You find whatever direction you want to go, no matter what industry you're in, what product you're selling, what service you've got. You've got to be able to find your niche and really be able to communicate it. But from the very beginning, like you said, I I, I knew it had to drive it. And everybody knows Smoke himself. 
the man, the myth, the legend. They do. I, I do want to hear that story, the by vision, way, the way, because I don't know the story behind Smoke. Well, he, he built the brand. He is the brand. He said, Ryan, I'm going to come to you with the idea of a lifetime. We are going to take poutine around the world and take it to the masses and shove the fries curd and gravy down people's throats until they love it. And I said, okay, Smoke, I'm going to do it. What do I have to do for you? And he just laid it all in for me. He is the brand. He is the man, myth, the legend, like I said. He only communicates through me, by the way. If you have any questions, awesome. get back to you right away. He's actually just outside the door over there. He's a shy guy. But but anything you need answered, I get the answers. But all, all he asks is his face and his name are on the logo. Rest is history. But it's about the music. I don't know if you uh, – actually, I do know. You already told me you've been in a bunch of our restaurants. So you know what we're playing. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's about the, it's about the experience, you know, it's like, I, 80s rock, 80s rock, the smoke said it's 80s rock and hair bands, glam rock. He said, it's going to be the plaid. He said, it's going to be the atmosphere. It's all around it. It's even there. It goes down. So, to the, okay. Let's talk about the atmosphere real quick, because I do think that yeah. is one of the most unique things that when I come into one of your locations is that atmosphere. And I, I, you know, I think a lot of businesses they kind of dropped the ball on that. It's like they, they weren't necessarily intentional with their atmosphere. You know, it's like if oh, they're a car shit. dealership, it's a car atmosphere. If they're uh, you are. Look, if they're, look at my beautiful atmosphere now. <laughs> Here you're putting me on the spot. Well, dude, I'm the same way. I got a, I got a closet door behind a, me as I well. A, I got a white door. That's my brand. <laughs> no. But yeah, yeah, no, I hear you, dude. But if you if you go to my restaurant, it's a little different. I usually do. And, and one of these days, we're going to do one of these in the restaurant, so people can kind of get a feel for that. But it doesn't take much, right? I mean, I think anybody goes to your website and or goes to your YouTube channel and watches some of those videos, they instantaneously get a feeling for what that atmosphere is. Now, I, I'm going to throw something out there because I, I'm pretty confident I'm correct in this statement. But when you design this atmosphere, you didn't design it for yourself. You designed it for your customer. And for smoke. And for smoke. So yeah. talk, talk to me a little bit about like the development of that atmosphere. Did, did you kind of say like, all right, here's, here's the idea of what our audience is going to be. And then we're going to create something around them. Or was it like, like, this is what I, this is my love. This is my passion. So I'm going to build something around that. How did that work out for you? A little bit of both, dude. A little bit of, uh, my, I live and breathe through smoke and, and heat through me and, uh, and came up with it. But I, I do like my glam rock and air bands. I'm an 80s rock guy. So that happened to slip in there. And so smoke and I fell in love in, in that part too. You know, we both love our old uh, Atari games. We play with our He-Man action figures still. So, you know, we had a lot in common. So we have to take that and put it into a restaurant and then figure out, okay, now what are we going to sell? We got to sell a product now. Uh, we, we had that choice. Had that down. But it was just to be weird, wild and wacky be crazy be loud crazy canadians crazy canucks we're told we're crazy canucks and but we're not we're not loud enough so i mean that's where it all came about actually a disruptor can you read that i know and that was that's perfect because it literally leads into my next question for you yeah. it's, it's being a disruptor so what does yeah, that mean to you i want what, what does that mean to you to be a disruptor it's just stirring it up man it's stirring the shit up just to be loud and proud of what you do you know in our case you know i 
we're, I'm small compared to the big boys. I always like to say we're like the top of tier two. So like the tier one guys being the big guys, you know, McDonald's and Tim's and KFC and, all, and Subway and all those uh, boring places. Did I say that? You you, no, I didn't say that. We'll no, take no, that. No, no, but you know what? No, though, actually, no, none of them I have global domination domination <laughs> in their mission statement. So, you know, there's exactly. a big difference there. <laughs> global domination by providing unique Canadian food experience that will entertain the world. Woo! Yeah! Right down to the vision statement. Good call, brother. I should have started with that. Got to bring you on board, Mike is out for marketing. Yes, yeah, since, since since Mike didn't make it to this podcast, we're just going to have to throw you throw a uh, throw you under the bus, Mike. Yeah. You didn't make it. You're fired. You're out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apologize. The guy with the orange tie is now in. <laughs> <laughs> in. We'll just make that we'll just make that a plaid tie and you're set. There we go. Can but, I do I, I'll do the plaid vest and then we'll do the orange. There we go. Um <laughs> But it had to be something that was different. It had yes. to be something that was unique, right? It had to be something that was loud and proud. And I did have the branding and design company before this, like I said. So it's about brand. It's about experience, you know, and everybody's saying that. And as that rolled on, uh, about maybe, so it's like, I'm about 11 years old now, just uh, just uh, turned 11. And about six, seven years ago, it was, everybody's starting brand experience, brand experience. It's starting to catch on. We're already established. We're going. So I pulled in all my peeps into our, I've had a kitchen uh, for all our training right in our office. We're up in Ajax, got a wicked, when you want to see brand, that's where we'll sit down our global headquarters. Fucking platification. That's awesome. I'm looking. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what yeah. did you just okay. call it? What word platification. did you? Platification. <laughs> it, got, it got platified. Platamorphosis. Like, we can, call, we can call it whatever you want. This is my takeaway for everyone watching and listening right now. This is a thing. Platification. <laughs> um, and if you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We created that. And I challenged anyone again to say I didn't create that word. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so I, I pull everybody into our uh, global headquarters, into the kitchen, I'm shooting show them and said, so it's brand experience, brand experience, but it's bigger than that. What are we? We're an entertainment company. Everything we do has to entertain. And that's where it kind of got the shtick. And from there, we had always, we'd always been that, we had always entertained, but it was taking it to that next level. And it was creating the poems that you might bring up later. It was creating the songs, it was creating the, cre- it's the creative that goes behind the ideas. But it's even stirring the shit, like Disruptors, for instance, that was from the beginning. Like, I've, I've taken jabs at all the big boys right out there. Like we had, for instance, I won't get into details because they don't have the visuals to go with it, but we decided to do this campaign launch behind Double Double, you know, Double Double. Nice. And, and apparently there's a coffee shop out there that's called Tom's or Tones or I don't know, I forget what it's called, Horton. Something like they, that, Timmy yeah, Bob's or something, they, I don't remember. Yeah, they claim that they own Double Double. And I said, whatever, dude, my, 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 Promotional material may have looked a little like theirs. I'm not sure. It was a yellow and brown. I, I, That's anyway. awesome. <laughs> so, but it was double curd, double gravy. I said, I own the curd and gravy. You don't own that. So, anyways, had to let that one go. Then we did another one with this uh, place, McD's or something like that. Uh, so we had the Mac Daddy poutine. So I'd go on air, doing a lot of that. So it came in two sizes. We had the we had the we had the small Mac Daddy and we had the Big Mac Daddy. With special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, all on fries, curd, and gravy. So I kind of stirred it up a little bit again there. And then we had another one where uh, KFC actually was a fun one. They came out with their popcorn chicken poutine. I remember that. Yeah, and and if you remember, they launched it. They had the nerve. 
Colonel Sanders, who is best friends with Smoke, they have the same complexion. <laughs> they know? do. They do they, look similar. They're, they're, they're distant cousins people. of each other or something. Yeah, and and they watch this, and the colonel is wearing plaid. I'm like, what the hell's up with that? So I challenged them, and this was a wicked social one for us. We put the heat on. We said, we said, and, and Smoke actually dressed up a lot like Colonel Sanders. It looked very much like Colonel Sanders, and said, "We're gonna, we're gonna start, we're gonna start selling some fried chicken then, if you're gonna sell poutine." So they get back to us with a, yeah, we'll bring it on. And so then I have a slide on it. I wish I could show you, but it was Smoke and the Colonel in the ring, smoking, knocking them out. Okay, that's absolutely <laughs> awesome. So it's that social banter. And this is against the big boys. That's all win-win for us. We had Wendy's where we did the, the bacon eater poutine. So it was extra bacon on it. And so, you know, they have this thing. I, I didn't know it at the time. It's called the Baconator. It just seems similar. So anyways, that's disruption. That's And you push that limit as far as you can to get recognized, to get noticed. And that's the only way a small guy like uh, us, and I'd like to say like me, but it's like us, small guy like us are going to survive and be able to make it to where we are. It's to, it's to stir up the shit, man. Stir up the pot. It is. It's exactly what it is. We, we, we do have to stir it up. I mean, I've done the same in my industry. I, I use a lot of four-letter words. I, <gasps> I don't agree with, you know, a lot of the OEMs and what they do out there. It's like, oh, crap, or no. You know, but, but, but through that, through that disruption, all right, um, I feel like people connect with us. Like they connect, yeah. they they, they yeah, can and, and, and they want to be a part of it. Well, I mean, Ryan, I'll tell you. You know how I first heard about you. Um, one of my employees showed up one day to uh, one of our strategy sessions wearing a shirt, and oh, I was like, I was nice. like, I was like, what what the hell is that? Because I, I from a design perspective, I was like, it's gorgeous. And like, I mean, just, and then he explained to me, and I said, you bought a T-shirt. So let me get this straight. <laughs> you went there to get fries, gravy, and cheese curds. And you got that, and you walked out with a T-shirt, and he was like, "Yeah, man, and, it was and, just." And then, they, and then they do the hats, you know. Yeah, and then, exactly. And people, people are wearing it. They're buying our stuff. They're wearing our brand. Well, because they want to be a part of that story, right? And that kind of leads into my next, you know, question for you: is that there's an art to telling the story. I, I feel that consumers buy into a story way before they buy into a product. You know, I mean, I mean think of like how many restaurants out there sell fries, gravy, and cheese curds. You know, thousands, <laughs> thousands of them out there, but they don't have your story. And I feel like any small business, I don't care if they're an automotive dealership or they're selling plumbing supplies or, you know, they're a real estate agent or they the king of poutinery, uh, poutines, um, you know, like there's an art to that storytelling. And I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts on that of, you know, how do you start with that story and how do you, how do you get that to resonate with your audience? Again, I can't take credit for it. I have to give that to smoke. I just have to always say that that's my disclaimer because I cannot take credit. That's the only thing he might pull the plug on me and take it back. But it's just looking at your audience, look at the boys, look at what's out there. And it's a, it's in every industry. Like you're saying, it's like food, food for me is like, it's obviously you guys know too in your industry too. It's just oversaturated and you got to stand out. And it's everybody's, especially now with the economic times that we're into, you're just in this big pot of fucking mud and you got to stand out oh, yeah. and be loud. And, and that's where the stay the fucking side uh, poem and video came out because we had to stand out. You got to say something louder than everybody else is to get noticed. Right. And so from the beginning of time, that's what we've been doing. And even though in this industry, it, technically poutine or did not exist, 
but you know, there's, it, we're not competing against at that time other poutineries. We're competing against everything and anything out there. That in our certain case, I was focused on nightlife, right? Midnight to four a.m. Downtown urban core. You know, eighteen to twenty-five university towns. Like that was our core market. They've got which, the money. Which there's a lot of people fighting for that audience. You exactly. Know? Still, lots of people find shawarma place. You know, falafel, pizza slices, subs, like anything you can think of. That's who we're up against. So saturated again. So. And, but that's where I think our brand evolved from. Uh, technically, to answer the first question you had 15 minutes ago <laughs> was because of our target audience, right? It starts with the target and who we're going after, not so much the product. We could have been selling fucking anything. And that's, why, and that's interesting I even say that, to slip that in, they get off subject and then come back to it later for you. That's what we'll do all when, this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> even from the very beginning and still to this day, even at our our trade shows even like so this is top down this like global headquarters we're doing the trade shows when i'm selling this in like these are our, our trade show booth is like it's a it's platified again it's a full rock and roll stage show and it literally looks like we have this huge rock and roll stage that it looks like we're blasting the so cool rock the whole time we're blasting the 80s rock i'm air guitar and out front and singing the songs to everybody full fatigue for 12 hours they think i'm just some just some entertainment dude they don't know i own the whole puppy and and it's just entertainment right from the very beginning because that's going to attract the right people that we want as our partners and our franchisees and and true 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 enough bud people will come they'll do air guitar with me we're shooting the shit we're having fun we're high five we're laughing and it's 10 minutes into it and then they say so what do you guys do anyways how do i get one of these? <laughs> that's awesome you know? like, what, what the <laughs> hell is this i've been jamming with you for the last 10 minutes this is freaking great but what do you actually do <laughs> exactly dude and those are the peeps you want they're already pre-sold and they want it because they understand the brand or it's not that person who comes up to the booth and saying well, they, they want to be a part of that story what, right yeah, what do you guys sell what's putain uh, how much money do i make what's my return on investment like it's like fuck that shit that that comes second like obviously that's part of the deal but believe in the brand and believe in what you're about to invest half a million dollars into to start up your one restaurant. Like you got to believe in what you're doing or it's going to fail. So be part of that. And then that transcends down, right? right? Then it's through our franchisees then it's to their managers, to their employees and across the counter to the guests and our fans. We call them our fans, right? So it all goes with that, all that same mentality. It's a rock and roll stage show. It's weird, wild and wacky. And it's all about global domination. Boom! I love the global domination part, but I've been but saying no, that since day one. Dude. That's so awesome, and it you know what it does. Like, look, it, it supports your brand. You have a well-defined brand. You're, you're able to tell the story of the brand in a way that not only your consumers, the people that are buying, you know, the cheese fries and gravy, um, you know, but also the franchisees. So it's like I want to be a part of that story. It's like I see you, you out there, Ryan. Cheese. It's like did, did cheese, I just say cheese? Way. I'm so sorry. That's the, that's. That's curd. the American in me. Um, curve. Whoa. I, um, Shut you know. this down now. You said you could edit this after. That better come through. <laughs> it comes through. <laughs> that I just said the in. wrong word. Oh, there we go. <laughs> all right. Go on. All right. But all I right. find that go when on. you connect the consistency of your brand, your ability to, to tell and uh, a story and get people to want to be a part of that story, there's a byproduct of the two of those things kind of coming together. They have a baby, right? branding storytelling get together they go out for a couple dates maybe a few drinks who knows and you know then all of a sudden nine months later you know something comes out and what it comes out is culture which is something like i've been to multiple your locations and i will say this you know this is impressive the fact that the consistency of the culture 
you know that's great to hear man. Like it, you, you know what i mean that is so hard to get i mean i can walk into pretty much any other business out there and it's just like from one side to the other side of the country there's always a slight difference but the culture gets so embedded into the people and the half a dozen locations that I've visited, because I do drive about five to 8,000 kilometers a month, not right now, obviously, I'm stuck at home, haven't worn shoes in two weeks, but, um, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, that's the fun part. Um, yeah. Um, but that, that has allowed me to really just kind of see how, you know, that brand and that story is getting consumed into your staff. How do you continue to ensure that consistency? Is there something that you're doing to ensure that the culture of each location is at par? Oh, 100%, dude, because as soon as it loses that, our whole brand is uh, spiraling down and out of control. Easiest thing to lose, right? And that's why we, we have that biggest challenge that's out there. And uh, we have our brand advocates uh, that we have and brand ambassadors that we have at every single location. And that doesn't have to be the franchisee. That doesn't have to be the manager. That could be that can be uh, the kid who's got the most uh, smoked spatinery blood in them, and, and that excitement and energy. They're part of they're part of the brand ambassador club, and we do monthly meetings on that, and we just create weird, wild, whacked out ideas. And that doesn't come from global headquarters and here you must do that nationally. We do have our national campaigns or no, that's how can you interpret it? What, what weird wild and wacky stuff can you be doing on site? What can you do with uh, your people? What can you do with your environment? Whatever you've got with pretty much zero budget, what can you do to keep that excitement? But even, but again, it's top down. It goes from the culture just at the trade show booth. Like I said, but then even to our global headquarters, nonstop, it is, it's a hair metal playing all day, every day, but it's not just playing. It's you're singing it. You're playing the guitar to it. So I'll be in my office. I'll be in the middle of the it's meeting. It's a part of you. You I'll believe he- in it. Yeah. I'll hear it. I'll hear the song playing. Could be anything. Crazy Nights by a Kiss, Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue, you know, Nothing But a Good Time by Poison, whatever it is, I'll hear it. And I'll just go to the center. It's usually tougher songs than that because those are easy songs. But I'll, I'll I was gonna say, you, you kind of threw out some, uh, cl- I mean, those are three of like the classics, most common yeah. karaoke, you know, exactly. <laughs> night, exactly. 80s Bad example. Because <laughs> I'll go, oh, you're totally right because i'll go like the b side of a tesla release right all right there you go there yeah, you go like that nobody know but i know them all so i'll go in the middle of the office and i'll just start singing to everybody in our whole office and the first one who can name the song i'll buy them a coffee i'll go get them a coffee and i'll serve them coffee all day whatever they want in it i'll take them out for lunch and everybody's shazam everybody's trying to figure it out the clear night that's illegal they don't win but what that does, it's fun. It's the atmosphere. It's entertainment. It keeps it real. We're all on the same level, and we all can be like that and talk like that and act like that. But they don't realize, or at least they don't admit that they realize. I think they're smart enough now to realize that's training, right? That's instilling that brand yep, into that, that right? They know the music. They love the music. They get to know the names. They're all of a sudden humming to them, right? And they're a part of it. And not to say that transcends all the way down, because that could be my marketing team that's creating the marketing programs that are going out. That could be my operations team that are going out to do the store visits and to do the uh, grading on on the atmosphere and the branding as a part of just as much as to the the temperature of the meat that's in the gravy or the gravy in the gravy well. Like anything, man. Like there's there's health. There's there's quality. There's atmosphere. But it's about the brand. That's that's the same same part, just equal part of our BIR. That's our business integrity. Well, I think report. that's super important. I mean, I think businesses have to understand that culture is not an accident. Like it's intentional. Oh, like yeah. I mean, and it's work. And and it doesn't just come like that either. Exactly. And stay there. 
you have to consistently work at it. And I love the idea of having these brand ambassadors or these culture ambassadors. That's really kind of what they end up turning into for you is that each location. I mean, look, I I work with a lot of automotive groups, you know, and they'll have 40 to 100 locations and they could be spread out all over the country. And they're constantly asking me, like, how do we maintain that consistency, that culture? And I think that's an amazing way to do that is to ensure that you have a champion a culture champion, a culture, you know, manager, a brand manager at each location to ensure that it's staying on point. But it's it, it's work. I mean, I, I imagine that, you know, you have found ways to hack it, you know, like when the songs come on, like that's a yeah. hack for you, right? You just you're like, you kind of hear it in your head, you hear it in the background, you're like, okay, I got an opportunity, you know, but for a lot of, for a lot of us, like we have to find ways to hack. And then we also have to find ways to be intentional, with our staff about that. And the, yeah. the neat thing is what ends up happening, the byproducts is, is them, is that now that when they execute something, they're executing it on a level that they've been empowered to do so because they're so familiar with the culture, they're part of the culture. What it is, right? It's power to the people. You know, it's like you have to empower. Like culture is not, it's it's not a book. It's not a logo that sits on your chest or a t-shirt. You know, that's that can be the brand that supports it. But but the culture, the culture is something that happens when Ryan, you're not there. You know, when yeah. it's when it, it's, and, and it's a, go ahead. Yeah, it's funny, and you said about the even it's not the shirt and what you wear, and then I just did that, but I, jokingly, but but at the same time, you know what? It's just what you said before. It's the person who wants to wear that shirt. They're not just putting it on exactly. It's got a logo. Like you're not seeing some somebody wearing this proud with the with some golden arches or, or a subway logo or something. No, like who fuck's gonna hey, come on, that? dude. There's no culture right? there. Come on, let's just talk exactly. about it. Like I'm mean, seriously, like who who wakes exactly. up and like I'm excited to work because exactly. I work at Subway. <laughs> exactly, and people want to buy these hats, buy these shirts. They want to be a part of this culture, and that that's stemmed from it being mandatory all the time, anytime. Like mind you, when they're at home, maybe with the wife or going out for an anniversary dinner. Or something, I'll let them take the uh, branded stuff off. But the global headquarters at, at our restaurants, you know, behind the counter in the back of house, like cooking and stuff, everybody's wearing this shirt. You are never seeing anybody out of this shirt that is even touching anything to do, even when we're setting up our trade show booth, down to the clean up at night of a restaurant and close down. Like from one end of the arena to the other, like you are wearing this with pride. Even, even when we're doing our road trips, like we're expanding internationally right now, we're doing road trips, we're traveling all over. These shirts are on there. We're going on the planes. Everybody recognizes these now. Now you can think. What do I picture? Like a plaid, like covered uh, plane. Like, do you pull? Do you pull up? How awesome would that be? (laughs) Like you just created something. I used to say we're on the gravy train. You just created the gravy plane. Holy let's let's wrap it. Let's wrap that plane. Let's put smoke right there. His big face right there on the tail, and let's go global. (laughs) Uh, global domination and that's happening we've sold a bunch of rights overseas and by country not just by ones and twos we're selling by countries by one and two countries at a time uh but we do lots of traveling all the trade shows and going through the u.s as we expanded but we can't my uh everybody who goes with me we all, they always they always uh start taking a pool how how many uh people is, are going to stop ryan for pictures between now and the in between and boarding time on the plane and on the plane how many people are going to ask for pictures and trust me that's not me being cocky it's not ryan they want no, pictures. no, no. But it, it just goes to show. Yeah, it's exactly. It's, 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 like, it's the brand it? that you created, which actually is yeah. a perfect uh, segue into my next question is talking about social media. Look, 
there's still a lot of small businesses out there. Uh, you know, everything from Joe's Plumbers, you know, to the local Chrysler dealership, you know, to the real estate agent, to the, to the local shawarma place, you know, they've all struggled, you know, to really kind of figure out, you know, social media. I find uh, some, of the, some of the companies will figure out the media portion of social media and they forget it's actually a social platform. But like, I wanna know kind of your journey into social media, like how it got started and, and why is it so close to your heart? Oh, it's our number one form of communication like that. The only way we could compete from the beginning of time against the, those tier one guys, like I said, is PR and social. I mean, that like that, that's it. We, that, that's our budget. We got zero dollars, right? I mean, everybody thinks you got all this money. My first location, I ran it myself. It was a, it's franchise from the beginning. I'm at the till, though. I'm running that. I'm learning it before I opened up the second. Uh, and third, it was actually 10 in our second year, 10 in 2010, 10 and 10. That was our goal. We did it. But to get there, you got to realize there's no ad fund. They're put the franchise, they're paying into an ad fund, you know, two, two points on gross. But that's not all at once. So even if that first, uh, first place does 800 grand, and we're getting two points on that, right? You can think there's 16 grand of our whole ad budget. Not at the beginning of the year. That's by the end of the year. So and that goes fast. So when I started, it was Facebook. Facebook was big. That was the pl- that was the platform, and it was inviting one at a time. Boom, sitting up late at night at three in the morning, man, just inviting one person at a time. That's what people That's, don't realize. Like they don't realize it. It's how manual this thing is. Now. Yeah, hundreds of thousands now. Started one invite at a time that I would stay up late doing, and then then just started to go on. We just again just do weird, wild, wacky, fun stuff. Just push the limits on it without offending people. Like not, nothing that's offensive, nothing that's racist, nothing that's sexist. And we do have our boundaries too, but just anything that'll that'll push those boundaries. Now the newest one for us, obviously, be uh, TikTok. I'm I'm actually starting to do that, having a lot of fun. Yeah, how's, how's that going, Ryan? <laughs> oh. It, it, just check my stuff out because I need the support. I'm that's the ones I'm doing one at a time now again. <laughs> well, that's, you have to do it. I just don't think businesses understand. Like it is, you start it with one at a time, and then you start building content that your audience wants to engage with. Right? There's two different types of content. Right? There's content where you can educate someone, and someone will want to connect with you because you're educating them. You know, on maybe what, what's the you know best way to make um, you know a pad thai. You know, maybe maybe that's your stick. Maybe that's the communication side you know or you took the other form of content and that's the the entertainment side like people want to connect with you and be associated and connect with the brand because there's just so much entertainment so so tiktok that's what that's what you're jamming with now how many how many tiktoks videos have you done so far i want to know um what have we done must have done uh maybe 30 30, 35. So, I mean, check it out on the smoke spoutinery one. I don't do it personally. It's all in their smoke spoutinery, but uh, check it out. And a lot of them are because I, right now over the past uh, 45 days, 50 days, and I've done uh, support local. Actually, you know what? That's it. Dude, there's probably. That's perfect. In fact, that was actually going to be my next question. Was, let's talk about that. On, probably 60 plus on there because I've been putting all those on there too. But it's that, it's that fusion of that, the two things, ed- educate and entertain together as one you're totally right so there there can be that overlap too so we're having a lot of fun with it but there's some education elements to it as well but we haven't even i I challenge myself now to even think i don't think there's been one with our product on it we haven't done one thing with poutine on it yet not one photo not one shot yet 
about our product. So it is about entertaining and having fun, but different messaging, different different angle when it's Facebook, when it's Twitter, when it's uh, Instagram, you know, and you go down the pipeline. Like we, you have to hit them all, or at least we do. And with our franchisees, again, we have we have our national programs that we do, and our franchisees have their regional promotions that we hold them to. We let them have their own voice, and we were really holding it back at first, wanted to control it. Yeah, that'd be a little scary, right? Yeah, because they represent and you have to really monitor and we still do monitor what they say on a national program, suggestions had executed on a regional level and how they can use their different uh, social platforms and each of them have their strengths and weaknesses and in different pockets too and the, and the different messaging you want to put out. So it's tough and I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know anything about social. It is follow it, man. It is do it and uh, all of a sudden, you know, 10 well, years later, we've got that, that is a good point. Like, you know, followers, but... I don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> well, to link, get, link, you have to LinkedIn. just get started, right? Like you got to start. LinkedIn's another great one too for business. LinkedIn. It is, and, and that's actually where I found my audience was going to be the biggest. Yeah. Now we're, I'm still yeah. supporting all the other networks of yeah. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, um, but you know, for me, it's it, it's LinkedIn. So it is kind of knowing your audience a little bit, right? Yeah, Ryan, Ryan yeah. Smolkin, Chief Entertainment Officer. That's LinkedIn. Like, <laughs> it is all right. Smokes Bettina. It smokes Bettina. The mine. I actually do my. The only one I do personally is LinkedIn because that's the professional level. <laughs> So I'm so professional. <laughs> yeah, you're so professional. I don't think we'll use that. We'll, we'll beep the professional word out in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't say that. Oh, God, God, where is that? That's what like are you profanity. doing? Profanity. I've never said that word before. What are you bringing out of me right now? I know. Look at that. Well, I did want to talk about, you know, I know we're getting towards the tail, tail end of our time, but I did want to talk real quick about support local. You know, yeah, how did that start? You know, you know, what, what drove you to start, you know, creating this content and putting it out there? Dude, it was just to do exactly what it says is support local. I mean, we're getting hit crazy insane right now. And that's not an exaggeration. We're like, I already told you at the beginning, we're shutting doors left, right and center. And there's people shutting them way faster than we're shutting them. And there's, there's, there's some that haven't even been open since May, May, sorry, March 15, right? Like the, think about the shopping malls, think about other retail, they're shut down, man. The, the essentials are restaurants. Essentials are restaurants, so we've been able to stay open, but that's not good, man. Like we're forcing my peeps to stay open and just try to lose less money. And even that doesn't necessarily come when we don't have the support of uh, landlords. You know, the rent relief programs are ridiculous. We don't qualify for those because we're only down 50 or 60% in sales. We're not down 70. It's just ridiculous. programs. We get nothing. The wage subsidy one, ridiculous again, because these are my franchisees that are that are staying open and doing it themselves. So they don't qualify for it, right? Like we're getting nothing. We're getting nothing. So I just had to reach out and just do whatever I could. So I just started small, just uh, support local. And I went to every single different place, nothing to do with smokes routinery. A lot of us started with restaurants, but it ended up going uh, once a day, just buying something local. And uh, that could be from PetSmart. You know, that was just uh, going to a floral shop one time, just sending flowers to a friend just to brighten their day. But the majority has been in the food category and buying meals and, and a lot of it and through Uber Eats and skip the dishes and DoorDash, just getting the deliveries and or just going and doing the pickups. So it just started with one and every single day I've done a different one and gone and bought from somewhere different. And it's just, and it's, and it's exploded from there. Like where it's kind of gone, like is with the support I've been getting, not only uh, I do my own personal ones, like I said, on, on uh, LinkedIn, but it's the explosion on all our social platforms. And that's what we've been even feeding them to the scaled down versions on TikTok. So from one hand, LinkedIn, most professional down to TikTok, the most ludicrous, idiotic stuff. Like it's at full range. Well, everybody we, connects with that message. 
Yeah, and right. and then I get my partners on board with that. Like uh, first to jump on board the gravy train was Cisco. So Cisco Canada, they're my distributor. I deal with them internationally. They I, they do everything around the world for me. And right now, uh, they're they uh, they couldn't be any better and any closer uh, partner trying to help out. So what do they do? I said because when we started with our uh, online promos, it was we did all bogos, buy one get one. So not only are we losing money, uh, we're doing minimal sales at these locations. We're paying thirty points off the top to delivery service companies, and now I'm doing bogo. Now I'm buy one get one. You can imagine how much that our place. Oh man, are those margins are just getting squeezed. Yeah. So then we so we're losing money, but then we said okay, but for one weekend we wanted to do it different. We're going to do a, uh, a buy one give two. So buy one poutine. We were going to give two pounds of potatoes to charity and to food banks. And I let all my franchisees across the country decide what food bank. They're going to do. Yeah. And so what cool. does Cisco do? Cisco, Cisco Canada fucking steps up to the plate and they say, we're going to match you, Ryan. We're going to provide another two pounds. So it ended up being a buy one, give four pounds of potatoes. So every single uh, poutine sold. So that was just for a weekend. We ended up giving 13,600 pounds of, put- uh, sorry, of uh, potatoes. 13,600 wow, pounds. That's potatoes. awesome. That was then that felt good. So then it spiraled from there. Then it got into you know getting in with people like Coca Cola, getting with Kraft Heinz, getting in with Cardinal Meats, and getting with Maple Leaf Foods. Like all my major partners, all want to be a part of this and get on the gravy train. What can we do to help support local and do some programs? And that's what's awesome. And then I got in with Dean Blundell. I don't know if you know Dean, former jock uh, that got kicked off the airways. Yeah, yeah. A- <laughs> <laughs> there's a good story in itself. There's a- yeah, that's all over. I'll bring Dean in for that one. So I've known Dean for a long time. And uh, so I got doing a regular podcast with Dean, all about support local. I do it every Tuesday and Thursday, and I bring in somebody uh, new each time there. So it just shows you how one little small thing can just take off. So that's why it, it just—it's the human element, though. I mean, like Ryan, let's get off your this. ass and do something. You, you that's what, all I always say. But let's let's say something real quick. You're not doing this as a marketing play. No, you're fine. doing this because you're convicted to doing this. This is this is this is you doing it, right? Um, hey, real quick, uh, because you mentioned the podcast for anybody out there that's listening, watching right now, and they don't want to join in and and follow along with that podcast. How, how do they do so? What's the what what is what's the title? Uh, just go into Dean Blundell. Okay, cool. to, yeah, it's all under Dean Blundell's show. No, no, there, I, are, there yeah, are a lot of people I that I haven't brought it to my my uh, realm yet. I'm going to be kicking Dean out soon, but just don't don't tell him just, that. Just part we'll just. We'll edit that part out. Not really. We're gonna keep getting Dean. You're fired. Even no. Dean, fired. <laughs> I'm, I'm in with the tie guy. <laughs> the tie guy. But no, I think there's a lot of people out there that love what you're doing and would love to also be a part of it as well. You know, for anybody out there that's watching and listening, and they want to kind of you know be a part of that you know support local campaign. You know, what can someone do that's at home right now to be a part of this? Oh, you know what? Just email me and we'll discuss it and be a part of it. Like that's why the best way, man. Just email me, Ryan at smokespoutinery.com. Pretty easy to remember. But uh, beyond that, just just go out and just do that because you gotta figure. If I do that, I mean, just buy buy local, buy some buy something, buy, go to a restaurant, get a meal because that's the toughest thing for people to understand in our industry right now. It's not like we're just you know it's down twenty percent. Like look at you, look at everybody we're talking to right now. You're you're at home. You're buying nothing. So it goes from maybe buying five lunches a week for yourself out like at this restaurant and, and then doing a couple dinners a week. You're rushing to get your kid to soccer or to hockey or something. You're you're going to get pizza. Or you're going in for a quick dinner here. Like you're probably talking seven, eight, ten times. You don't realize it that you're eating a week. Now it's zero. It's zero. 
So it's not just gone down from 10 to eight or eight to four. No, it's zero, man. Maybe once. Know, maybe done. And so that's why we're just getting destroyed. So even putting out the, the mandate uh, with my peeps over at Coke, you know, they have 16, I'm sorry, 6,000 people across the country. They've pretty much mandated that everybody's got to go out and buy just one. Just go out once a week. Just once a week. That's 6,000 orders a week. Not smoked spoutinery. That's why you're saying this isn't about promoting me. Just go ahead and support the industry. Just do one a week. That's all we ask. And if you can just spread that and nurture that and get that message across to everybody out there, there's hundreds of thousands of people. And there, you can imagine that it turns into tens of millions of dollars to get injected into an industry just by doing one meal a week. That's all we're asking. So, And then that saves so many jobs because we've just it had does. to – it's uh, you, you see the EI out there. You see how many people that are that are have, don't it's a, it's don't have the money. Time, but that's too much of the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, hey Ryan, I know we're getting towards the um the end of our session. I know, but I and and I know we so could probably much. do this for like another hour. And um, but before we do this, I could ask my favorite question of the day, um, to everybody that does a podcast with me. I get to ask Ryan, what is pissing you off? Whoa! Come on, Ryan. I know you know it. You did a little video about it last week. What is pissing me off is that people just don't stay the fuck inside. (laughs) Like, oh my fucking God. Can you believe that shit? Stay the fuck inside. (laughs) I don't mean everybody who's... (laughs) Everybody's got to go out there. Even I'm going out there a lot. I'm back and forth to the restaurants I'm working at. There's the necessities. There's the people that are in the trenches, obviously. Like, those people have to be out there. So what I'm saying, stay inside. I more mean macro, bigger stuff. Don't go out and party. Don't be going out. Like, that stuff's out of the border. It's happening right now, man. That's the most ridiculous crap I've ever seen. You're just going to have a second huge insurgency it's going to kill our industry for good right like we're not going to 30 40 50 percent of the uh, restaurants at a biz right now by the end of may probably when this is still going but you, you do a second wave of this oh my god i don't even want to know it would it would i mean I, you're right i can't even yeah, imagine what it's going problem. to do like yeah, it is yeah, it is weird scary. i don't think people realize how how thin and how thin landlord, the foundation is <laughs> landlords out there god damn it landlords come on deferral is not work for us that will not help that is like that's an interest free loan that i gotta pay double the double the amount back of my rent like uh three months from now when i got zero business still or 25 percent of my business and it was from last year and you want to pay double rent deferral is not an option abatement we need to get some rent relief not the program that the government has right now god you got me on a rampage now that see i knew it was going to happen i knew the second i asked what's pissing ryan off it was just going to come the out delivery platform 30 points off the top come on let's cap these guys seriously like right points. those guys are booming they're making tons of money on the delivery platforms now we're not restaurants are getting killed we're going to be closing left right and center you won't even see chains and brands are going to be shutting down all over the place it's sad but you know the flip side 
strong will survive. They'll shake it out and they'll still be there. Smokes routine will still be there because I'm going to be up and I'm fighting my ass off for this. Like we're going to be up and moving and shaking and destroying everything around us. And it's going to be the global domination still, but you got to get up and fight for it, man. So other last one that pissed me off, get off your ass and do something. <laughs> no, that's true though. Like this is, this is not a time to stick your head in the sand and your fingers in your ear and go la 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 la. It is time for action. And I couldn't agree with you more on that. Uh, Ryan, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now and would love to connect with you and just kind of follow along with your journey, um, what is the best way to do so? Uh, just uh, go go eat a smoked patinery and uh, <laughs> you'll see my whole story when you're up in there. But uh, no, just just uh, email anytime. Follow us on any of the platforms. Just go smoked patinery on any of the social platforms. Follow us on there. Uh, but honestly, dudes, just... Uh, just be real and uh, support local. Awesome. Hey, thanks again, Ryan, for taking the time to jam with me today. This was a ton of fun. Rock on, my brother. Loving it. Have a good one. Thanks. Yeah.